podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. There's something wrong with her. There's something wrong with me. I don't think that's so wrong. We came by it honestly. And honestly, I think mostly everybody does. I don't blame you. Pop culture. JM Fiend, Jeremy Phoenix in the building. I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Today's pop culture is all about movies. We're talking about what's on the docket, what's already come, what's coming soon. Avengers took over the world over the last month. I mean, I guess it's been popular for years, obviously. But people really lost their minds over this endgame. Was it worth the hype, Jay? Oh, we're getting right into it. Right into it. Thought you was doing the rundown. No, remember I said I didn't know. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Endgame, was it worth the hype? Because, um, I mean, it's it's already one of the highest grossing films of all time, and it's not even been out a month, I don't think. Yeah, that's, that's part of the hype, though. Was, was it actually worth the hype? The bigger the movie is, the more, you know, anticipation is drawn about it, and people kept going on and on. When I first sat down to watch the movie, I left feeling like it was a good movie, but like there was more to be desired a little bit. Yeah. And then after reflecting upon it, reflecting on some things that happened during it, by the way, I'm going to give you this just a few weeks of grace because it's still early, so I won't ruin anything. Are you kidding? I mean, you can give them grace. I don't mind. But I feel like if you haven't seen it, you're not going to see it. Like me. It's still in theaters, though. <laughs> it's still in theaters, so I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. But I felt like after going back and reviewing, reviewing the little things that they did, and nostalgic feelings that you got during it. I thought it was a good movie. There's still some things I didn't like. I didn't like there's some questions that are still unsolved that I wanted answered. There's some characters that I wanted to see do more who did not do more. But in the end, I think it was a very good movie. My problem is I'm, I'm comparing it to... Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, which for me was absolutely amazing from beginning to end. This one I felt like took 30 minutes to get into. That's what I heard. I heard it start slow. It's a little slow. Um, If you've watched all the other movies, it's okay because they kind of rehash and bring you up to speed. But for me, it was a little slow. Infinity War from beginning to end was amazing. So my problem is not that it wasn't a great movie. It's that I'm comparing it to Infinity War. Yeah. It's It's like when people talk about Kobe, sometimes all you hear them do is hate. But that's because they're comparing him to Michael Jordan. If Jordan never was, they'd be going on and on about Kobe. So um, Endgame was good, really good. I think think it was solidly good, um, but I don't think it was as good as Infinity War. The thing about – so all I thought about with Avengers is I'm watching the numbers because of you and Jordan's bet. Which one would – Agreement. No, y'all disagreed, so it's not a (laughs) disagreement. On which movie would gross more, Lion King, the the live action is what they're calling it, the CGI Lion King versus uh, Endgame. That's right, the, the iPhone uh, Lion King. So basically what they're asking is, or the question was, which one would gross more over the opening weekend, box office weekend? And I think you're right. Jeremy's said the whole time that long term Lion King would do better and that Endgame would, you know, of course, if you just do the first weekend, it'll win. And I think Jeremy's... On a very fast path to losing this bet because we forced him into the... Yeah, uh, you the, forced <laughs> me into the quick... quick the, the first weekend, I don't think Lion King is going to put up the numbers that Endgame does. But at the end, I think it's going to have a higher gross than Endgame. But I think it's a... I mean, like... So you got Toy Story 4 is coming up. And uh, Lion King, of course. 
But another Disney nostalgic movie is is it's out already. Actually, is it out? I'm pretty sure. I think I just when I typed it in, it looked like it was out. But it's Aladdin, the live version of Aladdin. Which is so funny because I figured like a lot of such a good Disney movie, you would feel like there was more hype. But because of so many movies coming out right now, I don't understand why they dropped it right now. I don't understand why they dropped it now. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why Aladdin is not going to be what you want it to be if it's a live film. Um, I'll say this. Will Smith as the genie is a little cringy for me. That is the Have big you seen thing. it? I've, I've seen I've like seen yeah, trailer. Yeah, like I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer when they did the Prince Alibaba. What stuff is there? Certain people that you know that just have to play certain things. Like James Earl Jones had to be Mufasa. Got to be Mufasa. He's got to be Mufasa. The voice of Mufasa. Um, and and the genie, the genie has to be Robin Williams. It's got to be animated, and it's got to be Robin Williams. It to me, that, what you, it's Jeremy. It's like replacing Mufasa, making Tom Hanks do Mufasa. Instead of James Earl Jones. It's not hating on Tom Hanks. He's a great actor. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Arguably the greatest of all time. But he can't be Mufasa. He's not Mufasa. Yeah. And the same thing with Aladdin. But I'm guys not one of the people no. who holds on to stuff. I'm not normally. But Robin Williams embodied. The, I mean, there's no comparing that big blue genie and, and making Will Smith like. Who's, who's Jeremy, a, even during the thing. Morgan Freeman. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Morgan Freeman is better than Tom Hanks. Morgan Freeman has a great voice. He's an actor. You would think, oh, just let him do the voice. No, it wouldn't work with uh, as as uh, Morgan Freeman as Mufasa. Yeah, but I think I think Tom Hanks even more obviously wouldn't work. Like you say, Tom Hanks he's a, he's a home run as far as a name, but he just doesn't work. And I watched that Prince Ali, the Ali Abab, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well, we don't know how to sing these songs, but we know how they basically go. And the way it basically goes is Will Smith should not be playing that. It was cringy, uncomfortable. I wanted to turn it off, but I had to see it all the way through. No, you had to keep watching. Um, it just doesn't work. I mean, and, just, and, we, and, and know, I could be wrong. Like, I, maybe I'll go to the movie and I'll feel differently once I've seen the movie. And we know for those who are living in, you know, a box somewhere, Robin Williams passed away, unfortunately. So he couldn't. So they couldn't obviously get that. Actor. Yeah, which meant they should have thrown the whole project away. Yeah, amen. <laughs> well, can somebody with that that lively voice and comedy feel like? I don't know. I just look at Will Smith, and I understand sometimes you got to like tweak a little things for the. I, I just want to see how it goes because I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, I'm not just feeling weird. it at all. Like, I, I have no interest in going to see Aladdin. Toy Story Four, of course. Lion King, of course. Endgame. Uh, I got too many movies to watch to catch up. I asked somebody if I could go see it without seeing the other ones. They said no. They said you have to see at least Infinity War, and you probably need to see. They were like, name some other movies I have to see. So it looks like I'm never going to see Endgame. No, yeah, go see Infinity War. Don't, don't worry about no Endgame. <laughs> but that's pop culture for us. How do you feel about Will Smith as the genie? How do you feel about all the other things that we talked about? As far as pop culture is concerned, let us know. You know how to get at us, so get at us. Rat me, boys! Want to give a big shout-out to Astork Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia, Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astork Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. Astork Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. 
Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. Football time. Every chance we get to talk about WVU football, we're going to talk about WVU football. So today we're talking about West Virginia University football. It's the new era, but this is the dead period. There's nothing really happening, nothing really going on. Fall camp hasn't started. Spring spring ball is over. However, there is one. There's a couple things that there is worth talking about with West Virginia football. First, we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge the death of Adrian Moss Beasley. He died at 52 years old from complications of colon cancer. Um, he was a member of that 1988 undefeated season, a very large member, six foot six, big guy, big tight end. They actually moved up the 30 year reunion of that team last year. It was supposed to be, excuse me, later in the season. They made it earlier, the Youngstown State game, because of his condition. And he's one of those guys Dale Wolfley described as a gentle giant. He was the kind of person that, even though he was big and strong and uh, successful, he treated everybody with respect. Uh, he's one of those guys who actually made something of his life after football and something that the West Virginia University uh, alumni and fans can be proud of. The entire state could be, could be proud of uh, as he lived his life and, and finished his life in Florida. Uh, so we want to give our thoughts and, and prayers out to the Moss Beasley family. Uh, but I wanted to throw that in there before we get to talk about yeah. what's going on right now currently. Absolutely. Right now we're in uh – Kind of like you said, the dead zone is the calm before the storm is when everything is kind of, you know, dropped off a little bit. But there's still, you know, exciting things. That's the thing. We can't get enough football. We look at recruiting. There's certain people putting out things with uh, different recruiting. But still, I promise you, every every few days, these Mountaineer fans, us Mountaineer fans start dreaming about what September is going to be like, what the first kickoff is going to be like, who's going to be taking the snaps and throwing the passes. And it's rhetorical, not rhetorical, but it's redundant. And over the next few months, we're going to do it over and over again, but we can't help because we're Mountaineer fans. My question to you is, so looking at, at all these different um, groups, receiving group, quarterback group, offensive line, different positions, what position are you most excited to watch when they get on the field? Excited to watch? Yeah, that you're excited to watch. You're like, okay, this is who, these, these are the guys I want to watch. Huh, that's just a one, good question. Just one group. One group, just one group. For me, I'll let you think about it. I want you to think about it. Uh, for me, you know, you can go different, a bunch of different ways. You could, you know, quarterback. Well, because your question is interesting because it's, it's like curious and excited are two different things. Because I'm curious about the quarterbacks. I'm curious about the offensive line. What are you excited about? But what am I excited about? That you're sitting in the seat like, all right, here we go. I know what it is. Go ahead and tell yours in. All right, so for me, it could be so many different positions. You know, they're, they're, obviously quarterback is a big spot. I can't wait to see the linebackers play. Yeah. For me, the linebackers with Tonk and and um all the other guys coming Jay back. Campbell and- that, that's what I'm saying. I want to see where how much they've grown. They already showed they were athletic. Last year we kept saying they just haven't been in the program long enough. They haven't gained lo- enough weight. Now they've been in or there. Or they were playing out of position. Now they're in the right positions. Now they've had a year to mature. Then you bring Cohen in from Alabama, and everybody says he's a stud. He looked great during the spring game. I can't wait to see these linebackers get on the field and see 
What's real and what's fake? Linebackers well, for me, and and the, that that's a little different because I usually go corner, um, or receiver. This year's linebackers for me, staying on the defense, defensive line. I want to okay. see Darius Stills has been talking a lot positively. That's a good one focus too. On him, focus on himself. Really he's too. got a chip on his shoulder. He's never let go, and I love it. And all he does is work, and he's been doing work. And he says just just today he tweeted, "This year's my year." I mean, the man played excellent football last year. This year's his year. I can't wait to see what that means. The only thing I hope is it's not quite good enough to go pro early. <laughs> I mean, best wishes for him and his family. So if he can go be a yeah, first-round yeah. pick, obviously, that's what you want. But I don't want to lose him because like, I just I, the dude's a stud. I can't wait to see Dante. I just like seeing West Virginia boys, but especially young guys. I'm curious to see um, Reese Donahue's progression. I'm curious to see all these guys in a new defense, but especially the defensive line. Um, I almost went linebacker because Vandarius Cohen. I want to see him play. I, but you know what? I think it's me too, but I'm also really excited to see Tonk with another year. He's already showed his speed. He's already showed his go get him. I want to see how much he's learned and how much he's grown. I, that linebacker spot is just going to be really exciting for me. That was my phone. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, that's a good one, Jay. I'm glad you asked that question, and I'm glad we talked about it. One thing I will say is while we're talking about this team and what we're expecting, we are a scholarship. We have one scholarship open. Where would you like to see them use it? Because for me, I'm thinking offensive line or defensive line. I think offensive line because I think the defensive line is stout enough personally. I know there's some questions, but I think the defensive line is stout enough. The offensive line, I'd like to see a guy that we can get in and just plug and play because we don't have enough depth. So I'd like to see a guy we can get in a transfer, plug and play, if there's anybody available. I know um, we've been looking at other positions, even another receiver, I think, or at least it's been alluded to by some people. Uh, but I would like to see that that guy be an offensive lineman. That's a good question. Um, receiver, we have a lot of people who haven't been who aren't proven. We got a lot of receivers coming in. Um, they got here last year as freshmen, so this is their redshirt uh, season. Um, but they're not proven. So I want to see what we can do at receiver. We got that transfer from Temple. Um, but I also, I always feel like you can never have enough cornerbacks, especially in the Big 12. Corner? Corner. I don't think you could ever have enough corners. And yet this year, I think we actually have solid corners and solid backups. But for me, I, I take somebody in the secondary only because you never know what happens with injury. You never know who goes down. And the Big 12 loves to sling the ball. Um Either either corner or, or or linebacker. You'd like them add a, a linebacker. We have tons of linebackers because of all our injuries last year. I don't know. I mean, we we had a pretty solid core last year, and then like four linebackers got hurt. So maybe that just has me feeling yeah, a little nervous. But we we're already. I mean, we're not thin at linebacker. We are already thin. So at, oh. you know what? I'll go secondary because if worst comes secondary stout. You know, I'm just I saying, mean loaded it, with talent. I'm and just experience. saying, just injuries. Yeah, but they're loaded with talent and experience. Defensive and, line is where we is where if we get injured, if we get a major injury on the defensive line, we're looking we could be looking at some trouble in certain spots like at, no, at nose. There's only two technical, you know, technically only two at nose. Even though there's guys that could fit in there, there's only two guys according to Casaza and other reports I've seen. So you know what? This has been a question for like halfway through the season. <laughs> the worst part is you can't make a decision on who the scholarship goes to halfway through the season. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. The thing is, we have 101 days until football. 101 days till football. 
and maybe a little bit longer until West Virginia football because I think the first game we're the thirty first August thirty first, and I think the first game's like the twenty eighth. Maybe I could be wrong, but I can't wait. Let's get it. Right, big boys. We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim. Ashley, we thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspberry Voice Kids are brought to you in part by the Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspy Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the pizza place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. We're going to talk a little West Virginia baseball. The university clinched a winning season in the Big 12 for the first time since 2003. Um, Led by Alec Manoa, four-time pitcher of the week, NCAA Big 12 player. He has really shown that he's going to be a major league guy. That's right. He's on the national radar. People know who he is. He's earned that high-level status. He's He's got a live arm throwing gas all the way into the ninth. And our Mountaineers just won two out of three against Kansas State. Looking good as can be. Randy Mays, he's done an excellent job. Last time I checked, we were number 14 in the RPI. So the question is, Will do you believe we make the College World Series? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely there. It's right, highly yes. unlikely we don't make it. I agree with you. No, highly. No, I'm telling you. If we get left out. I'm if telling we get left you. Out, <laughs> I'm telling you. But the There's women's no basketball team got left out of the NCAA tournament, and that was absolute garbage. It was garbage, but it's not as big of a deal. Like, if West Virginia got left out of the College World Series, now come on now. It's a possibility we could host a regional game. That'd be sick. That would be real sick. For That would be, the, I believe, the first time we've ever done that. So that would be amazing. Um but the thing is, Jeremy, you you posed this question off air. Do you believe? Did I believe that this team can win the national championship? And my answer is, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we've built the kind of team. We're 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 progressing. You can see the growth. You can see what Randy Mazie has done. I don't think we have the bats to win. And I get that. The, but our win, pitcher staff is not Manoa. We have a few really good pitchers who. Who uh, play really good games? Who could shut down the opponent's uh, opponent's offense? In baseball, especially the way the College World Series goes, these uh, pitchers you don't have to have as big of a rotation, pitching rotation, yeah, yeah. as you do in you know the MLB. Yeah. Therefore, these pitchers, Manoa and the other guys on the staff, I feel like if they caught fire. I know we would have to come up with some clutch hits, and we have throughout the entire year. Our really guys have, have played in close games, and they showed that they could be clutch. In a tournament, when you have a few pitchers who can play with anybody, that's a big deal. So I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm telling you there's a chance. Well, I mean, a chance is better than nothing because this is the first time in a long time that we've had a chance. I Again, I don't see it happening. We've had a lot of close games, a lot of – what did you say the stat was on one-run games? I think it was like seven games that, were, that, that we've won that were like one game, one, one run or less. And they've shown that run differential is a big deal. It tells you how good your team really is. So we've won a lot of games. There's been a lot of games that we could have – that are Ws that could have been Ls. So it's a credit to the team for not giving up and giving it their all and being there for it. 
but it's also um, a little worrisome that we're in those games and we can't kick the door wide open, even against some mediocre teams that we have no business being close to, or you wouldn't think we'd have any business being close to. Um, But yeah, Manoa and Stroud definitely are leading that stable. After that, there's a bit of a drop-off. We'll just have to wait and see. That's right. You hit a moment in the background. Rack me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. We want to give a big, loud shout and proud applause to sports fans. Mr. Chad Rogers doing big things down there in Taze Valley. If you get a chance, go check him out. He's got your gear, he's got your autographs, and he's got the events. Chad Rogers and sports fans of West Virginia. WVU basketball, time to talk just a little bit. Um, still not basketball season, obviously. They're going to make that trip to Spain in, in the summer. Um, but a lot of people are talking about Sagaba Kanate because the list of the 66 invited to the NBA Combine did not include Sags. And I was actually surprised by that. I was really surprised that he didn't even make the list of being invited. Didn't he get invited last year? Did he? No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, I know he did some like warm up things with NBA teams. He did because I remember seeing hugs there, giving him a hug. So I kind of just figured he got invited to the combine, but maybe he did. I can't remember. Either I way, I know he didn't get invited this year. Either way, I think that's a big statement not to invite him even to the combine. Yeah, I mean he's number ninety one on some boards. So you look. Granted, there is a difference between football, NFL football, and the National Basketball Association. Where the NFL has a lot of different rounds, but you had somebody like Kenny Bigelow who didn't get invited to the, to the combine, and he didn't come off the board in the draft. Do you think that translates into the basketball as well? Yes, I think it translates even more because basketball there's way fewer selections. It's the elite of the elite in basketball. Somebody told me that the other day. Um, man, Jordan's wife's uh, uh, his her brother who played for Maryland. Oh, uh, yeah, Erica. So so he told me, he's like, and I never appreciated before this, the NFL has a lot of different spots. I mean, how many people come on the roster before the last cuts? There's a 52-man roster. 52-man roster. Each team. So that's 32 teams with 52 players on it. And bas- 1,500-plus players. And basketball, how many players you There's have on each roster? 30 teams, and you have, I think, 11 guys? Maybe 15. Maybe 15 guys on every roster. Um, 11 guys, definitely not. I think at least 15. Brandon, that's just starters and backups. At least one... <laughs> yeah. back up. I, oh, think, yeah. I, think, I think it's 15 um, Basketball and baseball You have to be elite of elite To get into and be able to play Football yeah. is a little different Football is very different But there's also yeah, And there's way more people playing basketball So there's less that go to the NBA And there's more that play prior to the NBA So there's, so there's a lot of people saying Whoa Sags is now well, they, have, they haven't ranked the number 91 So you should have came back to West Virginia so, real quick, NBA teams must carry a, a minimum of 13 players, 12 active, plus one inactive. So, I said 15, you the said NBA 11. Guarantees 13 the league is wide. right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, okay. right in the middle. Both, both, both right. Both okay. of us, both of us. 
Um, even though 12 active is a lot closer to 11. No, no, but thir- he said 13. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> nice try. You just watched the bench. I was like, there's not 15 dudes sitting <laughs> on the bench. Um, but the, the thing that I think people keep losing, because everybody's saying he's stupid for making this decision, is that Sags keeps saying he wants to play professional basketball. He doesn't. He, you don't hear him saying, "I want to play in the NBA." I love. I Obviously, love, his preference is the NBA, but he has consistently said, said, "I that. want to play professional basketball." For that a means- long time, I'm a sports fan. For a long time, I thought NBA, NBA, NBA. If you didn't make the NBA, you didn't make it, and that's completely wrong. Think about how many of our Mountaineers are playing overseas, still making millions of dollars. Here's the thing. Well, millions might be a stretch. Over over a, a lifetime mean, of contracts, yeah, okay, you mean yeah, okay. accumulated. accumulated. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just saying. The point is, sometimes we view success as being an all star, winning NBA championships, being a vital part of an NBA roster, and that's not always it. No, it depends on what you want. The other thing is growing. No, no, I'm sorry. Growing up, if somebody told you, let's just say it's one million dollars that you make overseas, if somebody says you could make a million dollars playing overseas. Would you view your life as successful or not successful? Success, very, without question, successful. Now, a million dollars compared to what some of the premier players in the NBA are making is nothing. Absolutely but conta- nothing. But compared to everyday America? Well, okay, but here's a better thing. What if somebody told you you could make $50,000 a year playing basketball overseas? Would you do it? No. A lot of guys would. Because a lot of guys aren't making $50,000 immediately well, out of college. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's free coming out of college. Um, so you look at Sags. Sags is not going to be one of those guys with those high-level million-dollar contracts in China. Let's say he goes to China and he makes $300,000. Where's he making $300,000 in this country? Yeah, that's a question. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to hit on education. Education is very, very, very important. But you get education. I know people who have, always go back. Who, who've went eight years of college to make $300,000 a year. And Sags is going to do that. So is his life is his, is his life successful? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. It's, it's, he, it, the goal is to play professional basketball. So if he does that, it's successful. The goal and is the to be I able to support your family for the rest of your life and not have to worry about. Well, not necessarily. He said he wants to play professional basketball. I don't know how much money he's going to make. There's some leagues where you only make thirty thousand dollars a year. That's true. And then G League, I think, is thirty three thousand dollars a year. But you do get insurance, and you do get other benefits. Um, so he could stay in the States and make, you know, decent money, but you got to remember your season's not the entire time. You can have other jobs you can do other things. I just think people should let a grown man make his own decisions when it comes to getting paid, especially if you're a person who talks about capitalism or supports capitalism. Why would you stay someplace where you're not getting paid money? And don't tell me about education or what he gets for free because you can't buy steak and potatoes with an educate with your degree. That doesn't, that's not what that doesn't come from that. What you have to do is then go find a job in which you make actual money um, and there's no guarantees with a degree that you're going to make a lot of money. There just isn't. I like that argument. The other very, thing I tell, think about all the time is if you want to play prof- professional basketball, there is an expiration date. You have a time limit. Your body's not going to last 20, 30, 40 years I'm of almost basketball. At, and I'm about, to, I'm about out of my expiration date. I'm telling you, I was walking well, my, my hip hurt a little bit. Yeah. I'm telling you, I kept feeling this pain in my left knee. I don't know what it is. But it's, but it's even worse for a guy who's getting paid to play. Like, you're just playing for fun. I'm talking about a guy, there's a very small... I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Yeah. My time has, I mean, my, you talk about expiration dates. I mean, I may be close, but we a ain't There's small <laughs> period of time in which you can make money playing basketball, football, or baseball even. Um, and so while you can, take your chance. And if you have bills you got to pay now, then do it. And I think that's what SAGS is doing. Support your family. 
and Eric Martin, Coach Hugs, and the basketball staff have been supportive of that publicly. Yeah. And I think fans should be as well. I don't think it does any good to bash a guy um, when you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't have to explain anything to us. Just like we don't have to explain as individuals what we're doing to anyone else as adults. You just do what you think is best. Podcast Network.